0: Good morning, and welcome to Worship at Grace today. Whether you're visiting or you've been attending for a while, whether you've just finished a rejuvenating week or a wearisome one, may you find this to be a place of goodness, safety, and abundance. This morning, we welcome Joanna Hebert Bergen from MCC Manitoba to our worship service and our formation time this morning. Welcome. Welcome. Let each of us bring who we are. Take a deep breath. Be still. And let God be God.
1: Please stand with us. As you notice, you'll have been given uh, music, uh, words uh, on sheets. We thank uh, Shara this morning quickly photocopied some for us the screen is not working or the projector is not working so uh, please stand and join with us in singing as we gather
0: Let's take a few moments to focus on the announcements, and we have Mel and Shara that are coming to uh, give us some announcements this morning.
2: I'm not not usually on this side of the stage. Um, I just wanted to highlight family camp. I don't know how many of you... Um, are still thinking about it, but we need to get some finalized numbers going soon. Uh, I just want to highlight also that you can come only for Saturday if you would like to just come and hang out. Uh, it's at Camp Arnez. We do lots of things like swimming, broomball, there's crafts, there's outdoor free time. Uh, it's just a really nice uh, way to sort of remove ourselves from here and go somewhere where we can build a little bit of community. So I just want to highlight again that it's for everyone. Anyone who's interested in coming, you can speak to uh, Kyle or Tamara. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. If you're still on the fence, you can ask us questions about what's going on, but we're there for three days, uh, two nights, and the only reason we need numbers is so that we can um, have an accurate read on how much food needs to be prepared. Thanks.
3: simply like to mention something that's not in the bulletin this morning. Um, This past week, Shannon Gerbrandt's uh, mom passed away. Shannon's a a part of Grace here, and uh, you can find information regarding um, the funeral and details on the Birchwood website. Um, She's also um, Lorraine uh, Tave's sister, Albert and Lorraine, and so uh, has family connections here, so I wanted to mention um, that this morning. Also, I'd like you to take out your insert, if you could. Uh, It's an insert that Let's us know that Lent begins next Sunday, this season or the Sundays of Lent leading up to Easter, and uh, begins this Wednesday with an Ash Wednesday service, um, which um, is going to be done in a different way this year. If you can take a look at the bulletin, you can notice that at 7.30 a.m., p.m., that's lunch break, and then 7.30 in the evening, we're going to give you an opportunity to become and begin Lent um, with us here. Um, We're going to have a short liturgy and uh, the imposition of ashes, so if you do come in the morning and you're going to work, you might have ashes on your forehead if you don't wipe them off, but maybe that's a good way to go to work and let people know that you are beginning the season of Lent as we go to Easter, and um, you want to actually let people know so anyway 7 30 in the morning 12:15, or 7:30 in the evening if you would want to come have a short liturgy with people who will come we pray together and we mark ourselves with ashes to remember um, our mortality and our suffering of christ and as we head towards easter so you'd be welcome to come for that on wednesday
0: There are also several other highlights in the bulletin of baptism. If you're interested in baptism or becoming a member here at Grace, uh, there's more explanation there. And then Pungasi Family Camp, July 6th to 11th. Uh, So far, 14 people are confirmed. And if you're interested, talk to Kyle. Would you please join me in the call to worship? God of the Prophets, Call to us today. Call us into your ways of love, justice, and righteousness. God of the poets, remind us how much you love us. Sing to us your ways of love, justice, and righteousness. God of the disciples, teach us how to follow you. Teach us your ways of love, justice, and and righteousness. God of all creation, help us to know your ways. We gather to hear your call, to sing your praise, to teach each other, to pray and worship as the body of Christ. Please stand and
1: join with us in your blue hymnals, song number 76 not <laughs> going was given to you, there is a redeemer.
0: Please join me in a time of contemplative prayer called Lectio Divina. I'll be reading verses from Luke 4. I'll read them three times with moments of silence in between. As you listen, pay close attention to the way God speaks to you by drawing out one particular word or phrase. Trust that God is getting your attention for a reason through the word or phrase. Let's pray. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release prisoners from darkness, to comfort all who mourn, to bestow the oil of gladness instead of mourning, praise instead of despair. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release prisoners from darkness, to comfort all who mourn, to bestow the oil of gladness instead of mourning, praise instead of despair. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release prisoners from darkness, to comfort all who mourn, to bestow the oil of gladness instead of mourning, praise instead of despair. Let us continue in prayer. Lord, be our primary disease and infect us with your justice. Be our night visitor and haunt us with your peace. Be our moth that consumes and eat away at our unfreedom. Be our primary disease, our night visitor our moth, infect, haunt, eat away until we are toward you and with you and for you, away from injustice, our anti-peace, our unfreedom, more like you and less like your resistance. In the name of the one like you. With you, you, Jesus. Amen.
1: Please stand with us and join in on your sheets again how deep the Father's love for us.
4: <coughs> how deep the Father's
3: from Leviticus, consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all of its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you and everyone shall return to their family property and to their clan. It is the jubilee for you, so do not sow do not reap that which grows voluntarily. Don't harvest untended vines. It's the jubilee, and it is holy. So eat only what grows directly in the fields. In the year of jubilee, everyone is to return to their family property. Do not sell any of the land among you permanently, because the land is mine. And you dwell in my land as foreigners and strangers. So throughout the land that you possess, always make provision for it to be given back or bought back. For example, if a fellow Israelite becomes poor and has to sell their land, then the nearest closest relative can buy it back for them. If there is no close relative who can do that, but the one who sold it, prospers later on and has resources to buy it back, then let them do that. But they should calculate the difference from the time they sold it to the end and repay that to the person who they had sold it to. Then they can return to their property. But if they don't have sufficient means to do this, then the land will stay in the hands of those who they sold it to until the year of Jubilee. But in the year of Jubilee it shall be returned and then you can go back to your own property would the children come forward for children's church and then uh, coins count hi everyone why don't we have a seat Sometimes when I'm up here, I feel like I have a lot of grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and boy, would that be good if you were all my grandchildren. Well, you might not want me as a grandpa, though. Yeah. 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 Hey, tell me something. I want to know about your home. Do you all have a home? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a home. You don't? <laughs> oh. I, I have
5: home in Glasgow.
3: Guaz- Yes, a home and a garage. Yeah, what what happens in your home? Mm, Yeah, like what what happens in your home? You get to do work. What else happens in your home?
5: I have to do Saturday
3: chores. You have to do the chores, okay? You can play. play. You can play. What else happens? Like not just with you. You
5: can have friends over.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Willow. Your mom? What? My mom knits. Your mom knits at home, okay? So there's knitting that happens at home. Your mom cooks, so there's cooking. Your dad probably too, right? Yeah, of course. If my mom
5: yeah. is If your mom's not home, yeah. Somebody and yeah. my sister. Yeah. Okay. Today we each gotta cook a meal.
3: Oh, you all get to cook a meal. So what else happens at home? Like what happens in the morning at, at your home? We wake you wake fast. up and somebody maybe smiles and say how much yes. they love you. You have breakfast. Yeah. And then does go someone to go to work? Yeah, yeah. who goes to your work? Dad. Your my mom and your dad? And
4: my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad.
3: And then what happens what do all of to school. school, yeah. And some they of you stay home. home some of you stay home for school. That's right, yeah.
5: That's called home school.
3: Okay, now I'm going to ask you a big question. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. You really ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What would happen if you didn't have a home?
5: Uh, you would have to be out in the cold.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we would die. Well, we might. You eat right. the snow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Then we you would can. pray for a house. We'd pray for a house and hope for a house. You know, I had a friend once. He was about 15 years old, a little bit older than you. He had a home, but it wasn't a very good home. We got to know him, and you know what? He was somebody who walked on the streets a lot didn't really feel he had a place to go to. He would come to us because it was in a different town and he would ask if he could sleep in the church and we had a little room there and a shower and so he would sometimes sleep in that little room in the church and then in the morning he would get up and he would bring me the key back and he would walk the streets all day till the evening when he came back. He would sometimes come to our house and he would knock on the door and he would ask if he could come and, and just be there for a little while with us and our children. He didn't have a home. And you know what? When someone doesn't have a home... It's very hard. I mean, they don't have a we place have where they can eat. With us. Yeah. We would have to share. Would you would want to share, wouldn't you? We have to share the,
5: our food with them.
3: You share I your food. Eat grass. that's right. So what I just want to say is that we need a home. We need a home so that we can live well, good with our families and with other people. I like so you. are you glad you have a home? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? We I are like doing we, we, we are doing coins are yeah. We
1: need
3: shelter. Yes, we need shelter.
5: So if it rains, we won't get soaking wet. That's but right. I want to get soaking wet in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, we went dancing <laughs> out in the
3: rain. Oh, and boy. Like this okay, we let's come back Mexico. from Mexico just for a moment now. Okay. Just I want to say that in our homes we eat, that's how we go to work, we wake up warm, we feel safe, and we want people to have homes. The coins count, the coins that we're gathering are helping for to grow trees so people have a home where all these good things um, can happen. And yeah, also just okay, Keen, later okay.
5: So they can buy a home. Oh, okay. Yes. Can
3: we- An umbrella, big umbrella. So we're going to pray now and say thank you, God, for a home. And we're going to pray for people who don't have one. Okay? Let's pray. God, we are thankful that you give us homes, places where we feel safe and secure and loved. We pray for people who don't have homes where those are the ways that they can live. We ask that we will know how to help them have them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now we're going to do Coins Count for the last time. I'm going to ask Johnny and maybe a Mitchell, you're a bit older. Maybe you could help put the coins into the tub afterward with the spout. The rest of you take a cup. And nobody goes until we're all got cups, okay everyone? Yeah, just yeah. Okay, we're grabbing them there. Are you helping each other get some? Let's make sure every oh, not yet guys. Let's just wait, okay? Wait till everybody has one. Everybody got a cup? Are we doing well? Now we need some people to head that direction too. Okay, everybody? Some of you go over there, some in the middle, some on that side. Ready? And we are going to sing for one last Sunday all together. My coins
4: count. My coins count. My coins count. My coins count. Sitting in my pocket when they should be doing doing good. good. My coins count. My coins count. My coins count. My coins count. God
3: will make a difference in the world. world. You guys have to sing. I don't have the words. If
4: we look around, there are people that we see
3: all around the world.
4: Needing food and water and a chance to live in peace. God, God will make, make a, a difference, difference in, in the, the world.
5: world. My coins count. My coins count.
4: My coins count. My coins count. See it in, in my pocket when they doing good. My, my, coins count. Count. my coins count. My coins count. My coins count. My coins count. God, God will make, make a difference in, in the world. Gifts that we are given, they are given to
5: be shared all around the world. It doesn't matter if they're
4: big or small when used with care, God, God will make, make a, a difference in, in, in the world. world.
5: My coins count, my coins count, my coins
4: count, my coins count. You see it in
5: my, my pocket, pocket when they're doing, doing good. My coins count, my coins count, my coins count. My coins
4: count.
5: God, God will make, make a, a difference in, in the world.
4: When we work together, there's a lot we can achieve.
5: All around the world.
4: Witnessing to others that we live what we believe. God will make a difference in the world. My
5: coins count.
4: My coins count. My coins count. Sitting in my pocket, waiting,
5: doing good. My coins count. My coins count. My coins count. God will make a difference in the world. My coins count. My coins
4: count.
5: My coins count. See it, See it in, in my, my pocket. pocket when they yeah. should be doing should good. Be good My coins count, my coins count, my coins count. My coins count. God, God will make, make a difference in,
3: in the world You guys can head off to Children's Church now My coins count,
5: my coins count, my coins count. My coins count.
4: Sitting in my pocket,
5: and they what could be doing be good. good. My coins count, my coins
4: count, my coins count. My coins count.
5: God, God will make, make a difference count. in the world.
6: I first met Joanna Hebert-Bergen a couple of years ago, as a a few of us here from Grace attended an Israel-Palestine International Law Symposium in Winnipeg. It was very, very, very interesting, and at that time, Joanna approached us to see if uh, there would be churches in the southeast area who would be interested in sharing some of this information so that we could understand... Uh, some of the things that are happening in the Middle East, uh, particularly with Palestine and Israel. So we've had one event before, and we have Joanna here today. She will be speaking to us this morning, and then I think right after church, grab a cup of coffee, and we will have formation downstairs. That's this Sunday and next Sunday. Uh, excuse me Joe currently works as interim program director for MCC Manitoba and also continues to facilitate the peace building and advocacy program she serves as a resource to those interested in engaging in active peace building and advocacy locally and around the world she has served with MCC internationally both as a service worker and representative to in Nigeria as MCC's HIV AIDS program coordinator and most recently as MCC representative in Palestine and Israel from 2012 to 2015. And I believe, are you chairperson right now for the MC Manitoba Working Group on Palestine and Israel? So she's going to share some uh, very interesting information with us and keep in the back of your mind. If you should happen to wish to immerse yourself in Palestine and Israeli hospitality, as Joanne has done. Um, there are some learning tours to, to go on, so if her information is uh, exciting to you, it might be something you'd be interested in doing. Welcome, Joanna.
3: Words from Luke. Then Jesus went back to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was preaching in their synagogues and people were praising him. He went back to Nazareth where he was brought up. And on the Sabbath he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read. The prophet Isaiah, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him and he unrolled it to the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Then he rolled up the scroll, handed it to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of everyone that was in the synagogue were fixed on him. So then he began by saying, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing.
7: morning. The reading of the Isaiah passage in Luke's gospel happens after Jesus is baptized in the Jordan River. It happens after Jesus is tempted by Satan high up on a mountain overlooking Jericho and in Jerusalem where he is given a bird's eye view of the city. Jesus returns home to the Galilee, to the city of Nazareth where he spent his childhood And in attending synagogue, which the text tells us is his custom, he is asked to read from the sacred scriptures. The passage is one of good news. The year of Jubilee, which in Jewish tradition is the year all things between neighbor and friend, family and community are made right. An upending of property, of ownership to ensure restoration, redemption. According to the Jewish Study Bible, notes on the Leviticus passage in chapter 25 clearly articulate the purpose of the 50th year of Jubilee. It was commanded by God to allow those who had become indentured persons, working for another to pay off debt, or those who had lost or sold land to afford the means to feed and care for family, to reacquire what was lost. It was a way to balance the acquisition of wealth to ensure the poor were once again free if enslaved and able to regain property if it was lost due to debt. According to this source, redemption meant the person who had pawned an item or mortgaged a property could regain it, and it referred to literal or commercial value. Leviticus 25.23 states, But the land must not be sold beyond reclaim, for the land is mine, and you are but strangers resident with me. The radical nature of Jesus' message, the good news of jubilee for the poor, freedom for the prisoner, sight for the blind, and release for the oppressed shocked his audience. But I suspect for some in the congregation that Saturday in Nazareth, his words were a breath of fresh air. Another way of understanding a possibility for a more hopeful future. Today, if you visit Capernaum, the village where Peter lived and where Jesus spent a great deal of time among his disciples, you can still sit by the sea and see exactly what Jesus saw. The view is truly beautiful. Rolling hills to the left and right, blue water mirroring blue sky, and to the right, just as in Jesus' day, the city of Tiberius looms. Now, Tiberius was a gift to Caesar from the Tetrarch of the Galilee, Herod Antipas, the son of Herod the Great. And you know that Herod the Great had all baby boys under the age of two years killed after the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. So Herod had Jewish roots, but chose to support the Roman occupation of Palestine through his political position as Tetrarch. His gift to Rome, in thanks for a position of power over his own people, was to build the city of Tiberias in the year A.D. 18. The visible presence of Rome, the military occupier of the land of Palestine as it was known during the time of Jesus, was part of the background to much of the teachings of Jesus. So you have the Beatitudes, which were taught from the Mount of Beatitudes, above the village of Capernaum, on the Sea of Galilee, to the path Jesus walked between Capernaum and Nazareth. There was Tiberius. When Jesus stood to read the text from Isaiah in the synagogue, the military presence of Rome and the impact on everyone living in the land at the time was part of his understanding of those imprisoned by a foreign occupying power. Many of us have grown up with a Mennonite understanding of Jesus as peacemaker. We have experienced or heard stories of the impact of armed presence and Mennonites fleeing armed conflict. This allows a reading such as the one we heard this morning from Luke to be felt deep within our bones. This longing for peace and freedom Jesus promised, the good news to those who are oppressed and beleaguered. The question for us as followers and believers in the good news Jesus offers is, so today, who is the good news for? Today in Palestine and Israel, there is a real military presence that is felt by both Palestinians and Israeli Jews, hindering true peace in the land that Jesus once claimed he came to fulfill. When we read the words of Jesus, taken from the prophet Isaiah, how do we understand what peace could look like in a very conflict-ridden part of the world? How does the Israeli military occupation of the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and Gaza Strip impact Palestinians, some Christian? How does the use of military might affect the Jewish young men and women carrying out orders as soldiers in the Israeli Defense Forces within the mandatory year of service after high school? In 2009, Christian denominational leaders came together in Jerusalem and crafted what is known as the Kairos-Palestine document. It called on Christians around the world to pray for and advocate on behalf of Christians living in Palestine. But not just Christians, Palestinians everywhere. Many still live in refugee camps in surrounding countries and internally displaced camps within the West Bank and Gaza. It's important to remember today that approximately 7 million Palestinian refugees are scattered around the world. They are the longest living refugee group in the world. Within the Middle East itself, in Palestine, in the West Bank, East Jerusalem, and Gaza Strip alone, there are 58 refugee camps, housing displaced people unable to return to their home villages post-1948 and 1967 wars give you a sense of what this looks like, the Gaza Strip, which sometimes appears in the news, is a tiny piece of land about the size of the city of Winnipeg. It is home to 2 million Palestinians, over 80% of whom are refugees, and of those 2 million people, 60% are children and young people under the age of 18 years. So the Kairos document called very specifically for Christians around the world to pray for peace. Listen to the heartfelt cry of those most oppressed under a brutal military regime. We, a group of Christian Palestinians, after prayer, reflection, and an exchange of opinion, cry out from within the suffering in our country, under the Israeli occupation, with a cry of hope in the absence of all hope a cry full of prayer and a faith in God ever vigilant, in God's divine providence for all the inhabitants of this land. Inspired by the mystery of God's love for all, the mystery of God's divine presence in the history of all people, and in particular, in the history of our country, we proclaim our word based on our Christian faith and our sense of Palestinian belonging, a word of faith, hope, hope. And love. As we ponder the life of Jesus, his relationship with Samaritans, Jews, Roman occupiers, and citizens, the poor, the wealthy, men, women, and children, how do we understand this message from Isaiah? To whom is it written? Christians of the Holy Land continue in the Kairos Palestine document to state their understanding of who God is and God's far reaching love. We believe in God, one God, creator of the universe and of humanity. We believe in a good and just God who reaches and loves each one of his creatures. We believe that each and every human being is created in God's image and likeness and that everyone's dignity is derived from the dignity of the Almighty One. We believe that this dignity is one and the same in each and all of us. And this means for us, here and now, in this land in particular, that God created us not so that we might engage in strife and conflict, but rather that we might come and know and love one another and together build up the land in love and mutual respect. In a landscape where a wall separates people from one another, not only Israeli Jews from Palestinians, but Palestinian families from each other, and farms from farmers, can we speak of peace? As the prophet Jeremiah cried, they say, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Two years ago, MCC Manitoba hosted Julia Hare as part of the International Visitor Exchange Program for one year here in Manitoba. Now, Julia is a young woman from the Christian town of Beit Zahour, which is a suburb of Bethlehem. And her father works in Jerusalem, which is just 10 kilometers away. However, he can only get to Jerusalem if he has a work permit, which needs to be renewed for a fee every three months. And so this enables him to travel through a checkpoint every day in order to reach Jerusalem. Very practically, what this means for him is that he needs to be at the checkpoint at 4 o'clock every morning to ensure he is able to be at work by 7. Returning in the evening can mean another few hours waiting to enter a heavily armed checkpoint with thousands of other Palestinians returning home after a long day of work. Being a refugee means living in a space once cleared for the tents of grandparents in 1949. Room for 500 people now houses 5,000. It means growing up with the reality of night raids from Israeli soldiers practicing military drills or arresting children as young as 12 years old for throwing stones or being named by friends under interrogation, having not participated. It means living with almost daily doses of tear gas meant to intimidate and send message to those who hold indiscriminate power. Two months ago, I stayed with dear friends in Ida Refugee Camp on the edge of Bethlehem. The wall has severed this camp's link with the olive grove just on the other side, the only green space for miles. At night, the family was up—four children, ages 15, 12, 6, and 4. The parents, anxious, as soldiers with dogs entered the family home of friends at 2 in the morning, stayed for two hours, and arrested the 14-year-old son. No one at breakfast was settled the next morning. Everyone was distressed, the children preparing for school, knowing this was the second raid in the camp that week. Yet the message I hear continually when I visit these places of restriction and dehumanization is a longing for peace, the will to live together with a neighbor on the other side of the wall. Pastor Tanos of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Beit Sahur, Bethlehem, has a message for us, his brothers and sisters, and the message is this. We want you to remember that there is a Christian community here in Palestine, a Christian community that dates to the time of Jesus. Please remember us, support us, be in solidarity with us. As a result of the Israeli occupation, we Palestinians are going through a very difficult time, And when one Christian suffers, we all suffer. Remember us in our suffering. Pray for us. Be in solidarity with us. We need your support in prayer, in moral support, and in telling our story. It's interesting to think about what has changed since the time of Jesus and what remains the same. Do we believe Jesus came to free us from our prisons, real or made from our own fears and prejudices? How are we called to be disciples of this good news in response to a suffering and hurting world? Can our curiosity extend to those we are least able to understand? Are we the blind, and how might our eyes be opened to the needs of people right here in Steinbach, but also to the pain and suffering experienced by so many because of a dependence on military force? How do we challenge the narrative that names a need for violence in order to protect the interests of some and not others? These are hard questions, and they are questions that are raised when we choose to engage with the story of Israel and Palestine. Jesus chose to read from the prophet Isaiah, an ancient text within the context of a growing Assyrian empire, again quoting the Jewish Study Bible. For Isaiah, the rise of Assyria presented a pressing religious question, central to his recorded prophecies. To what extent should the Judeans attempt to confront their enemies using the usual military and diplomatic means, and to what extent should Judeans stay free of alliances and rely solely on God to protect them? Isaiah strongly preferred the latter option. End quote. So Jesus chose to declare his purpose to his community in Nazareth by reading the text from Isaiah. The religious men of the day and those attending synagogue would have understood the significance of this text. It was written under the growing might of the Assyrian Empire. Isaiah's choice was to proclaim jubilee, an ancient practice of balancing the interests of both the poor and the powerful to depend on God's vision of peace and equity and commit to following this in practice, all the while knowing another way of power, might, and violence loomed. Jesus' call to those under Roman occupation was the same. Despite the lure of power and privilege, God's jubilee calls for the courage to live differently, to pay particular attention to those most vulnerable in our communities, to seek to upend structures of violence and power, by living by example the year of Jubilee. May we be curious about the stories of those whose lives are under structures of oppression. May we seek to act upon the good news that God's kingdom provides a profoundly different way of being with one another, a way that equates dignity and care for everyone created in God's image.
1: stand with us and sing Beyond a Dying Sun in your blue hymnals, song number 323.
0: Pray with me, after which the ushers will come forward to receive the offering. God, we give thanks for the remarkable gifts of your creating and redeeming love for all people. In God's kingdom, all are loved for who they are. All are forgiven, welcomed, and fed by your grace and hope. Father God, there is a great longing in the world. People are desperate because of the suffering they endure. Earth cries out for peace. Oppressed people cry for justice. How can we have any hope for the world unless you are with us? Through all that is lived in our world today of pain, hunger, homelessness, sickness, and more. We dare to believe that you have promised to be with all people, that your love for us is greater than ours for you or for each other. Forgive us for the ways in which we go astray and are short-sighted. Call us to live the way of your kingdom. Help us to understand the importance of home for everyone, Empower us in this understanding through the lives we live, the sacrifices we make, and the way we love. We pray for our congregation, that you would be near to those in need, to the lonely, to the hurting. May they sense your presence with them. We ask that you would give wisdom to the church council and the commissions here at Grace, who lead us in being a community of faith together. We also bring before you our community resources and pray for Agape House, Soups On, Southeast Helping Hands, Today House, Steinbeck Community Outreach. Would you strengthen those involved and supply their needs as they reach out to people in the community? Generous God, once again, we recognize that everything we have is a gift from you. We are thankful for what we have been given and in what is ours to give. Receive our offering with our gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: stand and join with us in our closing hymn, You Shall Go Out With Joy, number 427 in your blue hymnal.
4: You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you, there'll be shouts. And all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands. The the will their hands while you go out with joy? You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands.
0: Let us love wholeheartedly, live as we were created, be God's people in our fragmented world. Amen.